Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. They've outgrown their age of rebellion, dulled the Empire's edge, defeated Imperial generals and the Pirate Queen's dredge. They've been soldiers and scoundrels, what's there left to be? How about last Saka life, looking for their force and destiny? There's a seer, hermit, investigator, and teacher better watch your back, or vibe or rings gonna reach you. Will this team find the light, or will darkness win the day? Find out with the heroes of the Hadian way. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a Star Wars actual play podcast, and we're playing in Fantasy Flight Games' Force and Destiny system, using the Chronicles of the Gatekeeper adventure as developed by Tim Cox and Max Brook. And this is Koba's Force Vision for Act 1. The camera starts off looking at one of the two cargo bays of the Silvered Shell. Looking down at Koba, seeing some of the various artifacts that are around in the large diagram of interconnected points that are starting to show on the cabin wall. Then the focus fades a bit and it turns to see Koba of seemingly a few years ago, sitting on a chair behind a desk. Camera zooming in, everything's in black and white. Kobas a fedora on for some reason. Mm-hmm. He's looking at something on his desk, and then he kind of like half looks up almost towards the camera, but it's clear he's just sort of staring off into thoughtfulness, ruminating on something. Felt like a day for rain, but it never rains on Coruscant. Center of the galaxy. Planetary weather control system ensures that there's always clear skies, at least meteorologically. You never quite get used to it if you've lived anywhere else. Malastare has frequent rains, hot, humid, and wet. But on Coruscant, the rain only exists in the heart in the soul, in the dark places where everyone who lives on this sprawling city planet hides their secrets and their shames and their darkness. Nothing grows here, only festers. I hear the outer door of my office open. We technically have like a reception area, but we had to let the droid go a while ago. Not enough credits for power cells. So now it's just an empty room. A barrier between me and the rest of the world. A physical one, not unlike the emotional one I put up between myself and everybody else. Then, my office door opens, sliding somewhat ungracefully on poorly maintained tracks, and 
She walks in. Tall, scaly, dressed in some sort of... I couldn't really decide if it was a robe or a dress. Sort of garish red, the kind that makes everything else seem gray. Are you Koba? That depends. Are you paying? That depends on just how good you are. A few possessions of mine went missing. I'm looking for the right man to retrieve them. We see the woman in red pull a data pad out of a small purse, place it down on Koba's desk where we see an image of three crystals. Koba, however, is sort of idly staring off uh, at, it seems something maybe in the drawer of his desk but, in fact, it's more contemplative and... Man, what is a man? He's not saying this, he's just thinking this. He's monologuing <laughs> his brain. This is narration. <laughs> I'm just blundering through this life like everybody else. Taking credits to pull deductive tricks. But you make connections. Koba, then refocuses on the situation and uh, takes a look at the data pad. What, uh, what do the items look like? The items on them are three crystals that are somewhat teardrop shaped but very pune. Not polished up. Mm-hmm. Somewhat jagged coming to a point. What kind of kyber crystal like? They went missing down in the lower levels. Their value sentimental or uh, financial? A bit of both. I can pay you quite handsomely if you're able to retrieve them. There might be a little bit of danger involved. I trust that's no problem for you. It's an extra fee. Do you know who might have taken them? Or why? Why is certainly because of their value. And in more ways than just financial. As to who, I'm not quite sure. But I'm sure you can find an adequate starting point. She'll relay what she does know in terms of when they went missing. Location down in the lower levels of Coruscant. As Cash explains all of these details, Koba gets up out of his chair and sort of saunters over to what passes for a window to his office. His office is pretty deep still in the, in the city, albeit maybe not in the lower levels, so window is a generous term for you know, sort of a narrow slat that opens up onto like a alleyway essentially. But he kind of watches out of that as, as Kesh gives the rundown of like the specifics. Something didn't sit right with me. I felt like there was some part of the story that she wasn't saying. Some 
purpose behind her request that wasn't simply to reclaim lost belongings. I felt like I'd only just seen the eye stalk of the Dianaga, not the full creature. <laughs> the woman in red pulls out a stack of credit chits, lays them down on the desk. I trust this will be enough for a retainer fee. It will be five times that amount per crystal you can recover. Koba turns, picks up one of the chits, and then eyes it in the dim light, kind of verifying that it looks genuine, etc. This is more than enough for me to at least look into it. Undercity's a big place, though. What little you were able to give me, I can narrow it down, but it'll take time. Then I suggest you get started. Well, anything else going on today other than brooding? (laughs) (laughs) Not a very productive activity. It's a necessity in this line of work. (laughs) I didn't catch your name. Kesh. Very well, then. Oh contact you when I have something. As long as you don't take too long. Like I said, this takes time. This is not easy. She flashes a toothy grin. And as I said, I suggest you get started. (laughs) She'll get up. Sort of take... I imagine over top of the red dress, there was some kind of like fur from some sort of animal. She'll take one end of it, sort of throw it back over her shoulder like a scarf. And then I'll <laughs> walk out of the office. <laughs> Perfect. It's just a, it's just a, like a womp rat boa. <laughs> Koba grabs his hat and coat, I guess. Either of which he wears anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Did he ever wear them? Who knows? This is a vision. Exactly. <laughs> and heads out. I was going to say into the night, but really, it's Coruscant. You can't really tell, certainly, below the upper levels, what time of day it is. Yeah, once you get down, it's always night. It's always sort of dark and brooding. So, yeah, we see Koba emerge from one of countless relatively indistinguishable towering structures some many dozens of levels down from the kinds of places where you would find senators apartments and and things like that you know the stuff the stuff we're used to seeing with jedi and so forth is all way 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 up above all of this the walkways are still pretty grimy and and ill-kept there's flickering neon here and there old old signs and The hollow is poorly maintained for various dives. The occasional ill-maintained speeder trundles by. You know, we see Koba, like, flag down a cab, probably. A droid-controlled cab with the classic checkers along the side and yellow paint otherwise stops almost immediately as soon as Koba flags him down. Level 117. Right away. And takes off into the flow of traffic. As we rode down to the lower city, I tried to piece together what little I had to go on from this 
Rakesh. Something about the crystals struck me as familiar. Something nagged at my mind. Like a regret I didn't yet recognize. Everybody knows the upper part of Coruscant, where the rich and powerful have spacious apartments state-of-the-art hollow technology and once upon a time even Jedi walked among them but nobody thinks about the lower part of the city where most people live just vast caves of steel where everybody scrapes by little by little credit by credit the cab itself comes down lands on For most of Coruscant, it's built onto the side of these towers. About every 20 levels, there's a pavilion type thing, but there's still always a way to go lower. You're talking massive width, like 10 lane speeder ways could fit in between the different pavilions attached to the side of the different towers. And the cab comes down onto one of these and it's big enough that you could hold football matches side by side and still not take up the whole place. The cab comes in, pauses for Koba to get out, and as he does, it just flies away into the stream of traffic again. They're on the ground such as it is, flashing hollows, purveying almost any sort of thing that a person could want. From the semi-legal to the completely illegal. Storefronts and street vendors around. And there off to the side, a little tukkat scurries around into an alleyway. I try to stay out of the undercity as much as I can. It's a dangerous place and I have a few enemies, but when it comes right down to it, this is where I fit in the best. Someone like me, somebody who's done the things I've done. Made a living in righting wrongs by wronging the worst people. That wasn't a good phrase. Let me start this narration again. People like me, people who have done the kind of things I've done. People who, by necessity, have to carry a deadly weapon or two or three just to go about their daily business. We're not suited for the sunlight and the gleaming towers of the capital of the Republic. We're... We get by better here. The rules are clearer, simpler. And as a bonus, the Empire usually doesn't come around to mess anything up. I spread a few credits here and there with some of my contacts, asking a little bit about if there's anyone in town who might have heard about these crystals, or even just a few of the usual suspects, the kind who traffic in things like stolen antiquities and valuable gems. They get a lot of shaking heads before finally one of my friends generously points me in the direction of a seedy cantina see I saw the Lars man coming around and 
he was heading off to the Club Pelagius, trying to offload some crystals or something that he just got. He seemed very skittish. They, someone was after him or something. Thought he could find a fence there for some reason. Dunyar, odds are good that he's right. Not not about the fence thing, but about the somebody after him thing. Thanks. I'll, uh, you know, keep, keep your nose clean. Till next time. As much as I can. Got any salt? <laughs> I flick on a 50 credit piece as I head back into the crowd. Plagueis. Eh, yet again. Another connection. He always raises his head somehow. I know a decent shortcut to where the club is, and soon enough. I come out on the solitary street such as it is opposite the brilliant hollow lights of the club I approach the doorman this one being a tall duotan with those wonderful chin horns done up in a vest and shirt with the bicep girders and hey, haven't seen you around here in a while haven't had business down here in a while you gonna let me in? Gives you a quick look over. Well, you don't seem to be looking for trouble, so this time, and opens a door behind them, which seems to be like a bank vault door that then opens up inside, or at least that sort of gauge of material. Sure. Almost like they're expecting, I don't know, Jedi or something to come. <laughs> Koba heads in, weaves among tables and so forth towards the bar, grabs a bar stool. Well, if it isn't our dark detective, haven't seen you about a bit. As I told your door guy, I haven't needed to be about a bit. Yes, but I feel like you were in the middle of something and then you weren't and I feel like there's also this tab I have right here just a thought just a thought look I told you last time I I'm good for it I'll just takes a little a moment okay I know you you like to cling to your past and all that but uh, bar tabs do not count as dramatic backstory uh. how can I help you today I'm looking for somebody who's looking for a fence. Don't need many fences down here. Nobody has a garden. You know what I mean. I do, I do. But I feel like you've also learned that poking your nose into things gets people face down in a puddle of unpleasantness. You could say that about just about any kind of business that goes on down here. Who sent you my way? I don't like to disclose my sources. You wouldn't want me to tell somebody else what you tell me, do you? I don't like to disclose my clients. Get sensitive. Hmm. What were you looking to peddle? Excuse me, what were they looking to peddle? Kobo will activate a hollow of the crystals. Look familiar? 
I cannot say I've seen them myself, but I do know that I've seen an Eloman admiring some shiny objects in the past. You know anything else about this Eloman? Well, much like our famed detective here, he doesn't like to pay his tab, but he also likes booth seats, U-shaped, face in the door. And as you know the shape of my place, there's only a couple of those. Yeah. Weren't you going to be working with a partner at some point? Got the wrong tense. I see. That's in the past. Well, I suppose we let go of the wrong things sometimes ourselves. Do you want a drink for the road? Something else I'm trying to let go of. Maybe you should get let go of uh, giving people tabs. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should let go of asking for money in general then. On the house. Slides a little blue bottle at you. It's like a soda or something. It's not actually alcoholic. Yeah. Is it sealed? Is it something that's like... Yeah, it's like one of those mini bar bottles. Okay. As soon as Koba picks up the bottle to check to see if it's sealed, a blaster bolt flies from the door going into the back over to one of the U-shaped booths. And the question I've got is, which direction does Koba look first? Towards the booth? Alright, and there you see a slumping Eloman who is sagging forward onto the table in the middle of the booth. One hand out with a upended whiskey tumbler. Koba looks over to Hillary and says, if you ever want to collect that tab, you might want to make sure that he's still breathing when I get back. And then Koba will take off in the direction the blaster bolt came from. As you're chasing, you go through the uh, kitchen area very quickly. You see that this is a very, very tall person mm -hmm. with a pretty tall head as well. They seem to be in a dark cloak as they're dashing down the alleyway from here. As we were saying, there are huge buildings, and this alleyway just sort of seems to be like in the middle between two high-rises. It goes down, and you can see like a dumpster to the side. There's enough room for like the garbage collection droids, but that's about it. Maybe get a speeder down the back alley, but yep. be dangerous fences every now and then. And yeah, this tall person is racing off into the distance. Stop! If you don't want any trouble, stop. Koba draws his pistol and points at the, the fleeing perpetrator. If they don't listen, he will fire off a shot or two. The being doesn't stop. They just keep going and it almost looks like they're bounding in a way that most normal people couldn't they're they're pretty tall to begin with but it looks like they're like running on the moon or something like that where mm -hmm. gravity seems to have a tenuous grasp on them seeing that he can't really hope to keep up that they're well out of range of any 
weapon that he has on him, Koba goes back inside to check on the Aloman. When you go back inside, the question goes, would everyone around have been trying to keep him alive? I mean, Hillary would have, but I don't know about Vision Hillary. Probably. <laughs> okay. So, um, Hillary will have everyone kind of pushed back, brought the bouncer in to kind of keep people away, and be administering basic kind of care. Is the Aloman still alive, Ben? At least for the moment, yes. The Aloman is still alive. You feel up to a- answering a few questions. Yes. And as you start focusing in on them, the spiked head of the Aloman and the red skin, which relatively standard Aloman, seems to almost melt away into a more slightly aged green skin with facial tattoos. Yeah. What? What do you need to know? What do you know about some crystals? Somebody wanted them. Somebody was willing to kill for them. What do you know? I was only able to keep one. They... They're too much trouble. All they do is drag you down. They sap your life from you. And reaches into, like, the breast pocket, the shirt underneath, pulls it out, and there you see this glowing yellow uh, crystal as he holds it up. Had a good score, but now... Did you steal these? Me and my partner. Who's your partner? Sorry. Can't give him up. He... He is protected. It's too... Too much. I was to meet him at... The docks we were supposed to get out of here. But... Alright, alright. I'm going to take this crystal off you. And he takes the crystal off him. All right. And you are going to uh, not die because you owe this gentleman some money. And Koba tips his hat at Hillary and leaves. I would thank you kindly for not dying either. No promises. (laughs) Dang it. With the being in the cloak long gone... The only lead I had was the docks. But who could have moved like that? I've seen a lot of different beings do a lot of crazy things on as many different worlds, but here in Coruscant, ironically enough, a lot of things are fairly down to earth. But I've never quite seen anyone, at least on a planet of this gravity move in such leaps and bounds. It's a big galaxy, though. Who knows? I have a lot of time to ponder things as I head for the docks. It's a little bit of a trip, but now that I know that somebody is willing to 
open fire in the middle of a club. I'm being extra careful. I feel the crystal in my hand. It's strange, but not obviously dangerous. Stick it in the pocket for safekeeping for now. Maybe I'll at least be able to return one of them to Cash. What happened back at the club was regrettable, but all too common. Sometimes what begins as a regular day of minor law-breaking is the last day of your life. I guess we all knew that when we chose to live this way. If indeed it was a choice. These days I'm not sure anymore. Maybe it's just... Destiny. When I think I've put enough uh, blocks between me and the club to risk public transportation, I grab a hover tram the rest of the way to the docks. Kitching, kitching, kitching. Yeah. Wee. I scrutinize the press of beings in the tram car with with a sort of watchfulness that one gives to the clock at the end of a long workday. None of them look remotely tall enough to be the being I'm after or anything close to it. None of them look overtly like they're up to anything. Well, no more than anyone's up to anything. When the tram arrives, I get out without incident and head the rest of the way towards the docks. I smell smoke and heat and see that one of the warehouses seems to be on fire. I pick up the pace. When you get there, you see one of the Coruscant cargo shuttles, like two, three-story tall things, on its side, half plowed into one of these warehouses that's right next to one of the large landing fields where something bigger than a Corellian Corvette could land. And the shuttle and the warehouse seem to be on fire. For some bizarre reason nearby, there's a somewhat large, I don't know if it's a reflecting pool or something, but large body of water that is a nice betterment that people seem to have. Though, that was the idea. Now it's a little bit more scummy, and the pollution of the area is sort of seeped into it. Yeah. There's just kind of a sheen of oil on top of it. Tiny bit, yeah. Kobo looks around for anybody who might be able to tell him what happened. When you look around, you do notice that there is a tall, Calaran individual sort of bopping around, looking from the burned warehouse sort of looking over people's shoulders and then takes notice of you sort of makes their way over almost almost sort of skipping you know anything about what happened here golly gee mister are you here looking for the being in the black cape why do you ask you look the type is there somebody else looking for the being in the black cape no but I mean he seems a real bad sort he set that warehouse on fire, and he just took the run out. Probably thought they got off a good, clean sneak, I betcha. Did you see which way you went? We just sort of jumped off into the distance. It was real weird. Yeah, 
But but which way? Did, did you see anything that might point a direction? And the Claren sort of ushers you in closer. I didn't notice what direction it went in. But I tell you what, mister. I saw something. I did. Aren't you going to ask me what? What did you see? I saw them drop something. Down into that water. Kobo looks over at it. Kind of scowls a bit at the state of the water. And, you know, Doug's... They're arboreal, which is not the same as aquatic at all. So, like... You know... (sighs) Before you can even get off a good internal monologue, the uh, (laughs) Kalarin... You know, dressed in, you know, looks like dock workers' clothes. Sort of pops right up at your shoulder. You know, I could go swim down and dredge it up for you. If you've got the cabbage to pay me. Cabbage? Hmm. We got 50 credits. That do. I don't need credits. I need cabbage. My buddy Gudge here needs some food. Who calls credits cabbage anymore? This isn't some old hollow vid. I'll just go get it. And the Calarian individual dives into the pool. They're barefoot. Clearly aquatic. Is Gudge staying up here with Koba? Or is Gudge even here? Or did Skip just refer to someone who... Gudge would probably be here if we're thinking this yes. is Koba's vid. Gu- like, Gu- yeah. Gudge, Gudge stayed up. Gudge, Gudge is, is Gudge as Gudge appears in, in reality. Yeah. Just sort of hovering. <laughs> what are you looking at? Quark? <laughs> Thank you. Quay. <laughs> the young dock worker was strangely enthusiastic. I wasn't sure if I should be grateful for this being's naivete or concerned that he's up to something. Trying to catch me off guard. There's an old saying that goes and not ultimately that much time passes where you are awkwardly standing there with the vaguely sort of working gudge when the Calarian pops back up out of the water. Big smile on their you know, as much as a Calarian can really smile, they've got kind of a strange face. Uh, and brandishing a slightly Slightly oily looking now, a uh, green crystal. I betcha this thing's hot. <laughs> Koba holds out his hand for it. <laughs> there, there's a there's a pondering, and the Kalaran looks at Gudge. And they both nod, and and the Kalaran hands it over. Koba tosses. Skip a hundred credits. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about that. You... You know, you don't really seem like the type that I usually find down here. Maybe try and buy a ticket off this planet. This planet's great. Mm. Spoken like a true tourist. There's a scowl. <laughs> And the color just sort of grumpily snags the credits out of your your hands and skips away. <laughs> Grumpy skipping. 
The, the grabbing was grumpily. This, this game yeah. was returning. So. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the kid didn't want to hear what I had to say, but I've learned that sometimes being harsh was the best way to keep people safe. Keep people out of the line of fire. Keep people away from me. I only had a little go on for where the being in the cape might have headed next, but at least I had two of the three crystals. If I could track him down, that might be three out of three. And a big payday. You find a dock security foreman who's willing to look the other way while I access a little bit of the holocam footage. Managed to find the direction that the being headed after they set fire to things. Soon enough, I'm back on his tail. As you've gone down and down, now you're getting closer to the uh, base of the center of government. Like, you've got that giant megalith that the Coruscant Senate building is. And then there's another one that's pretty close by that's squared that's the Jedi Temple. And you seem to be getting closer and closer to the actual base of that temple. You can see where the city itself is sort of molded it around where the temple is. This is one of the few places where the cavern opens up and you can see up the side of the temple. And there's a good half mile separating the edge of the city and the seemingly sheer uh, rock of the temple going up where if you want to climb for like three days you could probably climb up this but it's going up and where it stops it's also going down but as you keep chasing this guy you find this cloaked person they're standing next to a tall statue in this fairly large clearing the statue itself looks like it's been weathered somewhat furiously in however long it's been built. The face itself has been rubbed off. It's had so much rain on it. And it's standing there just like a fairly generic looking humanoid. They're standing there at the base of it, cloak billowing in some breeze that you can't really feel. And they're pointed at you with seemingly glowing, I'll go with purple eyes. I see you found me. Funny, I thought that was what you were trying to avoid. Mm. And again, I bet you could have made sure I couldn't follow you if you really wanted to. Mm. A good deduction. You have something that doesn't belong to you. <laughs> what makes it think that it belongs to you either. It doesn't. But I'm working on behalf of someone it does. Mm. What makes you think they deserve it any more than you do? I don't care. In it just to find out who it is? I'm in it because I need the credits. <laughs> but <laughs> I admit after all of this uh trouble you've gone through 
I am very curious. These aren't just precious stones. There's something more, something... Any emotions kind of upward in generally encompassing the Jedi Temple. Something more mystical. Mm. You could say that. And as you're moving your hand at the Jedi Temple, uh, sort of encompassing all that, this person will stand up and when it looked like they were about six, six and a half feet before, as they're standing up, it now looks like yeah, they're pretty close to like eight feet. You can see more of a squarish head to them. Like, it's a tall head, but still pretty squarish. And a distinct lack of a nose underneath the glowing purple eyes. And three really long fingers and two stubby ones on the hand that's holding the crystal. Between a single finger and thumb, but just... Those are huge. Yeah. I did seem to want you to find me. I wanted to make sure that the right person found this. Why? Because do-gooders just cause more problems. They look for a solution, but never the ends. You're saying, uh, my client's a do-gooder? <laughs> May have tendencies that way, but... <sighs> they also may have tendencies the other way. Where they just want to see everything crumble. Both of those don't know what they actually need. They need someone to show them. They need someone to take some control. To show them the way. And to enforce it. You don't think that's me? No. I think you could be the voice in the ear. Pull too much towards chaos and the galaxy burns. Pull too much towards structure and everything is frozen. You seem to be one who wants to make sure everything still moves. I just want to understand why it moves. So that we can take the right action. There's a lot of people in this galaxy, most people, who don't care. That's kind of an overwhelming majority. I don't know that I can do anything. Not for one being, certainly not for many others. I've tried. The people I've tried to lead... Well, they're not here now, are they? So. Is it because of you? Because of them? Or because they were led into something that costed? Because sometimes the cost is worth it. Sometimes the cost is everything. And he looks up at the uh, temple, shaking his head the glowing purpleness of the eyes 
seems to dim a little bit. That sort of cost just just means somebody was stupid. Oh, it's never silly to believe in something. It's what gets you through. But it can be dangerous. Belief is always dangerous. That's the reason why you need to temper it. Temper it with reality, with other people, with friends. I've seen, I've seen those around you. Even the ones who don't want to admit that they're your friends. But yes, they do seem to still care. What do you mean? Hillary, skip. Now everyone gives a tab out. Few would just jump into a toxic waste site. But seriously, get that person to a doctor. They're probably going to need it. Is this really happening? This isn't real, is it? This is some kind of dream. More than a dream, less than real. And you, are you some kind of manifestation of my imagination, or...? Oh, oh no. I am definitely not one that was imagined. Though, many would think that I was more myth in person. One might even call me a lost. Huh. Well, I'm guessing you are not one to make it easy for you to find. You're gonna give me the last stone or not? The last stone will be here when you need it. But not before. You still need to find more to dig into what actually happened to find out some of the scars and consequences of what happened what happened when everyone was young for the myopathy of youth can lead to so many pains Koba kind of snaps back to awareness in the cargo bay or something. Yeah, falls into his chair and a little bit to sleep. It's at that point where we deal with Koba's uh, sixth conflict. Oh, right. I forgot we were doing that part. Which I'm seeing currently you're at 53. That sounds correct. Rolled a two. And makes... Go down to 49. Yes, good. Join me. <laughs> I'm game. Yeah. I, I, I know you are. Vision is just making me so mad. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find true updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. 
Hey, I'm Ren. What little you heard of me this time? Uh, you can find me at Atomic Firebird on Twitter or my other various project updates at Make Believe Info. You can find me on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one two T H and Night with a K. And I am Leslie GS at Twitter and Leslie elsewhere. And I'm Blue of the Ken on Twitter and my uh, Star Trek actual play Endeavor the Maelstrom is on Twitter at Endeavor Show. You should listen. E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R. It's awesome. (laughs) Christine's also there. Thanks. I'm there in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all at theheidianway.com where you can find previous episodes. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can really help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We're also on Facebook as The Heidian Way. You can holocom us at heroes at theheidianway.com. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us over on patreon.com slash heidianway. Or you can give us any leads you have on the location of the one-armed gank at ko-fi.com slash theheidianway in the form of credits. And maybe help Koba pay off his tab. Yeah. That's his, a better his one. vision tab. That's a better one. Or you can help Cub pay off his vision tab at ko-fi.com <laughs> slash the Heidian way. Yep. That's that's correct, Leslie. Thank you. <laughs> I felt like I'd only just seen the eye stalk of the Dianaga and not the full creature. <laughs> These metaphors are perfect. Yeah. Hillary's place. Do we have a name for that? Club Pelagius? Oh, you're right. We answered that question already. <laughs> my my brain is. Uh, no worries. My brain's not exactly that great either. Yeah. That doesn't mean that there's a sign over the door. Yeah. It's just one of another gray entrance and a gray wall Mm-mm. on a gray world. There is hollows. Yeah. This is the land of hollows. Yeah. Of course, this is the moment where we don't have a train. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that wasn't just me. Yeah, like, yeah, there's not even one over here. It'll it'll arrive as soon as we're as soon as it's like too far in the past. Yep, it's okay. Just cap. We'll, we'll all go quiet. Or whoever's yeah. quiet, whoever's training is, will go quiet. We capture the sound effect. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Edit and post. Yeah. Not like I've got a dozen different uh, train sounds. I have no idea how you ever would have acquired such things. Yeah. The sort of watchfulness that one gives to... Uh, I need a metaphor. What's a good metaphor for something you watch? Clock. Play. Yeah. Is I supposed to talk? I wasn't sure what, where this was going. No, not here. Was. Yeah. Okay. I was just, Koba and Gudge were going to have a brief, just kind of like. Yeah, okay. yeah I think Gudge talks and we'll talk in your vision. Right, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Okay.